0: Welcome to the Med of the Day podcast from NRSNG.com, the daily podcast that covers medications you need to know. Visit us at medoftheday.com or nrsng.com slash medoftheday for disclaimer information to submit a question or to learn more. Are you ready to take your learning to the next level? Here's your host, John Haas. Hey, everybody. This is John with the Med of the Day podcast, from NRSNG.com. We invite you to go check us out on Facebook at Facebook.com slash NRSNG. Or you can visit our blog NRSNG.com where we discuss uh, important things for nursing students and nurses to know to help pass NCLEX and other tests. Today is gonna be just a little bit different than our regular Med of the Day podcast. Today I just wanted to talk about something that I've uh, thought about over the last couple years and just wanted to uh, ask you guys your thoughts and your opinions. What I wanted to talk about was the potential for error with heparin and insulin. I went to uh, the website uh, Institute for Safe Medication Practices, ISPM.org, and found uh, an article written back in 2007 about some of the different instances where insulin and heparin have been confused so why why is this something that i'm talking about okay well in in a lot of hospitals insulin is is dosed q4 hours for a lot of uh, diabetic patients so q4 hours you're checking blood sugars and giving insulin as needed that insulin vial generally comes in uh, a 10 mil vial that is multiple use where you can drop the insulin you need give it keep it on you or return it to the med cart however it works in your hospital lock it up, and then at the next time, you'll give the insulin again. In a lot of hospitals that I've been to and worked at, that is done Q4 hours at eight, 12, um, you know, four o'clock, and midnight, basically. So, you'll come on your shift, you'll get your eight o'clock blood sugars, get your midnight blood sugars, get your four o'clock blood sugars. Now, heparin is usually done Q8 hours. So, a lot of times, it's done like at 10 o'clock, Uh, then it's six o'clock. Now what happens is with, in, in a lot of places you have an hour before an hour after to actually give medication. So if medication is due at eight o'clock, you can give it, uh, between seven and nine o'clock. And that's just to help with the busyness. you have multiple patients and it helps with, to keep everything straight and make sure you're, you're giving medications in a timely manner. So what can happen is your, your tech may go around or you may go around, check your blood sugars, um, for your eight o'clock dose, and and you know you might not dose it until nine o'clock. Now, heparin, on the other hand, like I said, is, is usually every eight hours, and a lot of times heparin will be um, scheduled to give at 10 o'clock and six o'clock. So heparin, you may end up giving at nine o'clock when you give your insulin and you give you all your other nightly meds or your morning meds. So what's the room for air here? Well, what happens is heparin is also dosed in, um, little 10 mil, uh, little bottles. So heparin's dosed in 10 mil bottles, insulin's dosed in 10 mil bottles as well. Both of them are very high risk medications. Um, you know, with insulin, of course, you give too much insulin, you can bottom somebody's blood sugars out. Um, heparin, you know, you dose too much, dose in the wrong place, or or something like that, you can lead to massive bleeding risks in patients. They're also both, you can also give both in the, Um, sub-q tissue around the stomach. So they're given in the same area, they're both given in in similar uh, sized vials, and not only that, but a lot of places, the regular insulin comes in an orange and white vial with an orange top. Heparin, as well, comes in an orange and white vial with an orange top. So they're given at the same times, relatively, they're given in similar looking bottles, and they're given in the same location. They're both dosed in units, you know you give five thousand units of course of, of like heparin, and you give you know just two, three, four or five units of, of insulin, but they're both dosed in similar in similar units they're both dosed in units. They come in similar vials and they're both dosed in specialized syringes and in, in smaller syringes so you can drop the appropriate amount of units. so that leads to a lot of um, possibility for air. now, like I said, I went to this uh, website, Institute for Safe Medication Practices, and just to see if there were any instances where heparin and insulin actually have been confused. And I want to read to you some of the um, errors that have occurred with insulin and heparin confusion. Okay, this is reading directly from this website. Two patients, neither of whom were diabetic, died after being injected with insulin instead of heparin during a vascular catheter flush procedure. Okay. Another one, a nurse flushed a patient's central line catheter with insulin instead of heparin. Another one, a nurse erroneously transcribed a verbal order to resume an insulin drip as resume heparin drip. Another one, a pharmacist entered an order for a heparin 500 units into a computer as regular insulin 500 units. Holy crap. you imagine 500 units of insulin if a nurse had given that? What could have happened? A non-diabetic patient received 50 units of insulin, Sub-Q instead of heparin, 5,000 units, both of which transcribed to 0.5 mils. So 50 units of insulin comes out to 0.5 mils. 5,000 units of insulin comes out to 0.5 mils. you see where this can be confusing? Okay, another one. A nurse transcribed a telephone order for 10 units of regular insulin IV push now for a blood sugar of 324 to... She transcribed 10 units of heparin IV push now. Okay. Another incident occurred, I'll just read this one quickly. Uh, this happened in a neonatal ICU. So blood glucose level of 17 was reported on a premature baby in the NICU, six hours after a TPN infusion had been started. Despite multiple bolus doses of dextrose and infusion of dextrose 20% in sodium chloride uh, half normal, half, um, the hypoglycemia did not completely resolve until discontinuing the TPN. The neonatologist asked that the remaining TPM be sent for analysis, which showed that the fluid contained insulin and not heparin. So rather than placing insulin, or uh, sorry, heparin into this, see, there you go. uh, Rather than placing heparin in this TPM bag, they had actually placed insulin, dropping this little baby's blood sugar down to 17, and, and they could not bring it up despite the use of dextrose. Okay, so there's clearly error that's happening here with these similar vials, similar units, um, similar dosing uh, locations and everything. And I can tell you that in my hospital, I can't confirm what has happened in some of these code situations, but we've definitely had um, rapid response calls and even code calls and gone to the place, checked the patient's blood sugar, and it's as low as 20, it's as low as 15, um, shortly after, you know, 9, 10 o'clock. So I'm not sure, I can't confirm that this has happened, but possibly these patients are getting far too much insulin. You'll you'll see their, you know, their eight o'clock blood sugars, as you go back and look at the chart of these patients, their eight o'clock blood sugars is two thirty. Uh a code is called or a rapid response is called at ten o'clock, you check the blood sugars and it's twenty-four. Um so is this an instance as well where Um, heparin-insulin confusion has happened? Possibly. It's hard to really go back and be able to know for sure because both medications are scanned as being given. Both medications are logged and co-signed and everything exactly how they should be given. However, you know, it's hard to tell what's actually been drawn up and what's been given. Uh, Perhaps the person thought they were drawing their heparin up actually drew up uh, uh, an insulin and uh, led to that fatal... Uh, low blood sugar. So I, uh, this this medication, this Institute for Safe Medication Practices offers several solutions, possible solutions for um, fixing this. Um, one solution was to, to use heparin bags um, and drop your heparin from these pre-filled bags or use um, pre-filled heparin syringes. I thought that was <clears throat> that was a great idea. I'm not sure why hospitals don't order uh, pre-mixed, pre-filled syringes with the 5,000 units that you're giving to your patient of heparin, make it a different color instead of this orange color that a lot of the insulin comes in, but maybe make a blue or a purple colored heparin vial or pre-filled heparin syringes that you can just pool and give, Um, and then you could still drop your insulin separately, but you're drawing up your insulin separately um, in these same orange vials, and you actually have possibly maybe these pre-filled heparin syringes, 5,000 units, Uh, you know, that are pre-filled, maybe a different color. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what would happen. We all know that um, double checks maybe don't happen as well or as often as they should within a hospital, Um, but there can definitely be um, significantly um, dramatic outcomes when patients uh, or when with confusion of heparin and insulin. So what I'd like you to do um, is either go to our Facebook page or go to the blog nrsng.com slash, let's see here, we'll go NRSNG.com slash MOTD37. So NRSNG.com slash MOTD37 and leave in the comments there um, what you would possibly recommend to fix the potential for error with insulin and heparin. I'd love to hear your thoughts, or you can email me at contact at NRSNG.com. I'd love to hear your thoughts, what you think might be able to be done to prevent these potentially life-threatening errors. And I, again, I greatly appreciate you listening. If you have any comments, you can also go to the, the uh, uh, Med of the Day um, podcast page over on iTunes. You can leave a comment there. Maybe let us know what your thoughts are to avoid these potentially life-threatening errors. Um, consequences of of confusing heparin and insulin. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, you can hit me up on Facebook, YouTube, the blog, nrsng.com, or just email me, contact at nrsng.com. This is John Hawes. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Are you ready to take your NCLEX preparation to the next level? Introducing SimCLEX.com. SimCLEX.com is the first and only fully adaptive NCLEX simulation preparation program and mimics the NCLEX computer adaptive algorithm. Visit SimCLEX.com to find out how you can ace the NCLEX. That's S I M C L E X.com.